Hey, this is Shannon. I'm going to put an intro in front of the intro because we are talking about some things in this episode that are probably going to be either confusing or what's the word I'm looking for? Offensive or scary about Satan. So what I want to say, I want to head some things off at the pass before you listen. We talk about a couple of different things that I wanted to hit on. One is mental illness and about demonic stuff. I want to say right up front, we don't think that all mental illness is solely demonic. I think that mental illness is also physical. So I wanted to just nip that one right there. Also, we talk about one of the theologians talking about what it, one of his kids told him about something Jesus said about the demonic stuff. And just want to say because I know we'll get questions about it. Nope, not basing all of our beliefs off what some theologian's son said to him. It just kind of leads into what we were exploring ourselves and kind of leads into some good conversation, and that's why we mention it. I also want to mention that I am putting up as much as I can on our website. I don't know if you ever go to the website, but this would be a really good episode to go check out what I'm putting, the history that we're talking about, uh, from early Judaism and what they believed about the Satan and things like that on into the Middle Ages. Also, mimetic theory that we talk about, as well as a couple of other articles that I, I really think you'll find helpful if you're struggling with this at all or if you're just interested. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is I found, <laughs> I found a college paper from someone written in 2008. Her name's Kelly Ferguson. I don't know who she is. It's an honors project that she wrote for her BA in religion and sociology at Carson Newman College. I will put a link to where you can download her paper on our site. This is from her, her paper, and I think it describes what we're talking about here and our purpose in talking about it and exploring it ourselves. All right, this is a quote from Kelly's paper. In my time as a student at Carson Newman College, the theology I encountered in my religion courses blatantly challenged what many churches and contemporary spiritual leaders in my experiences have communicated. For many of my fellow students, college was the first time they were confronted with the historical and cultural context behind the biblical text. Why are so many Christians uninformed about the nature of that which they claim to be their sacred text, the light unto their path? At age 20, when presented with evidence that Satan is not the serpent in the Genesis account of the Garden of Eden, and that in Job, Satan was called one of the sons of God, a member of the divine council, why was this new to me? Why do churches often neglect this information? Do they find that people are more likely to be active in their church and their faith with the threat of Satan and his hell looming? Or is it merely a cycle of ignorance? As a student of religion, I was disturbed that seemingly more indoctrinating than teaching goes on in many churches and wanted to discover the logic behind that trend, end quote. So yeah, just wanted to make a couple of things clear before we start the episode. Thanks. Hey, this is Ashley. And Shannon. Welcome to the Glorious Things Podcast. We're having conversations about what it actually means to be a Christian while we wrestle with questions and beliefs. One thing we do know is that we are loved and included, and so are you. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Shannon. We're back <laughs> for another episode, and this one's going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah. And... When I started learning about this, because you had looked into it before me, yep. I was so freaking happy at the end of it because I felt free. Yeah. And I felt like God's even bigger and right? kinder and more powerful than I knew before. It's yeah. And I told you this, but it's kind of like when you had shown me that video of Brad Jersak mm -hmm. and you talked a lot about things on how the early church fathers yeah. interpreted scripture. And it was yep. just like so freeing and so it made God so much more real. And yeah more incredible than I thought. Right. Same here, but way different. In way different. <laughs> yeah. So should we get started with our topic Ooh. of the day? I, yeah, let's, 
Let's dive in. Let's do this. Do you want me to read this now or read it or talk about it after? You yeah, think? I think we should lead with it. Okay. So people can keep have that in the front of their minds. Okay. When they're so hearing this. <laughs> our topic today is Satan. Mm -hmm. The Satan. The Satan. As a lot of the theologians call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And scapegoating. And scapegoating. Yeah. Um, Mark Beverly, we've connected on Instagram. He has a cool page and he's said, hey, can you guys do an episode on scapegoating? And I said, what is scapegoating? Yeah. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> Ashley did. Yeah. So Mark, shout out. This one's for you. This one's for you, Mark. Yeah. And I and I hope I do it uh, some justice. It's really fascinating to me. I, yeah. Yeah, it is. So let's do a little history. When was it? A few months ago? Was it six months ago? Three months ago? When you first said, hey, maybe we could do an episode about this? Oh, yeah. It was a while ago when I was talking about mimetic theory. And I and was like, no. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about the Satan. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably six months ago. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. I it wasn't because I was scared or anything. It was because I I was under the assumption that it meant like there's just no sex. There's no evil. Right. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. I was like, hold on. During my sister's illness and some other things in life, yeah. I've been there when things like fly off the shelf and there's there's it seems demonic and it is. It's real evil. And, is and the only way that we could we just focus on Jesus yeah. and worship Jesus and, and, yeah. and the peace would come. So I was like, no. Yeah, I am. I know there's evil, and it was something like visceral within you. That it was, was not, like I am not ready not for this. Ready. And you were cool. You were like, okay, yeah, no, yeah. no problems. I could tell it was very. It was. I think it, it was triggered. because I felt of like our you were experience. very triggered. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just like, uh, uh, because you had very real lived experience that contradicted yes. what you thought. Yeah. you know what. You and I thought. think I also said at that time, I said, I don't care if he's real and or not. Yeah, you didn't. It yeah. doesn't matter to me yeah. in the whole scheme of things right now. Right. If I think he's real or not. Obviously, bad things happen. I'm just not interested. Yeah. And it was just like, it was really visceral. It was yeah. like, Aw. And that was fine. And that was Yeah, fine. you were great yeah. about it. And yeah. then. Thanks. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and then. What? I don't know what happened. Ask. I think it was Mark's question yes. that brought it back to the surface. I think you're correct. Yeah. I mean, I think I kind of softened a little beforehand because. Yeah. A couple of months ago, I'd seen that Brad Jersak mm -hmm. was talking about it, and I didn't listen a lot. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, there's some people I actually trust that aren't crazy." Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about this, so maybe mm -hmm. I should give it a chance, mm -hmm. and it's probably not what I'm thinking. And then on our last episode, mm -hmm. was talking about yeah. why this evil, you yeah. know, and and I don't want a God who just weeps with me after the fact, yeah. which was beautiful. Gosh, that was so good. And so I think you're right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Satan is basically mm -hmm. what they they call it. And I'm saying it. The, yeah. Yeah. The Satan. Yeah. We are <laughs> going to put a couple. I'm going to put a couple of videos up. Yeah. One is with, which is the main one I've listened to mm -hmm. a couple. I'm like halfway through for the second time. Yeah. Michael Harden and Brad Jersak. Mm -hmm. I told mm -hmm. Ashley, I really wanted to start. There is a guy. I listen to some Christian podcasts mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. There's only a couple that I can listen to and not be really annoyed still at this point. That's, yeah. that's my problem, right? Yeah. There's some beautiful ones. Don't get me sure. wrong. One of my favorites and has been for years is a guy named Graham Cook. Mm -hmm. He's got this, this I don't know if it's a company or mystery, whatever, called Brilliant Perspectives. But he's so gentle and precious and undemanding mm -hmm. about things. And he always is like, go ask Jesus. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. It's okay. It's mm -hmm. okay if you can't get this. It's okay if you don't get it. It's okay if it's not for you. Mm -hmm. So I just really love him. And I was just cleaning my kitchen yesterday and put on one of his, his podcasts are always short and sweet. Yeah. And he's doing, apparently it says the title of it is preparing for a divine conversation. And basically he's saying that in the next few months, he's going to be putting out weekly devotions and he goes into explain, look, devotions are literally an active thing it's between you and jesus yeah. so he kind of goes he i'm just going to read what he says i'm going to i'm going to read it first and then kind of explain it and i think it's important to hear this before we start talking Absolutely. that's why i'm saying it yeah all right quote give yourself permission to not only listen to the sessions or anything mm -hmm. that ashley and i say is what i'm saying yeah 
but to allow time for an encounter with the truth in the person of Jesus Christ. Pay attention to what rises up in your heart towards the Lord as you listen. Is it gratitude, astonishment, relief, joy, affirmation? If you feel overwhelmed by the wonder of everything you're hearing, push the pause button and take the time to just stop and worship. Let your heart go out towards the Lord in thanksgiving and rejoicing. Don't let those moments pass you by. Engage with God in each situation you find yourself. You may also find that you're perplexed at times. The truth you're hearing may clash with your previous perceptions. And to me, what he's saying is not the mm -hmm. truth we're saying or he's saying, but mm -hmm. he's saying anything that God brings up to you that may be the truth, mm -hmm. it may clash with what you already know or perceive right. to be the truth. So mm -hmm. um, it's okay to be surprised. Don't ignore that. Mm -hmm. And don't accept the content of any of these sessions or podcast episodes mm -hmm. at face value. Again, your first allegiance is to the truth of God. Search the scriptures like a good Berean. And I was like, what's a Berean? All oh. I know is the Berean Bibles. Oh, and the it's, Bereans yeah, were it's, more noble because they searched the scriptures day and yes. night to see, if Paul was, if, yes. to see if what Paul was saying was true. Ah, you. I can tell you how I know that. How? I used to work at a wilderness camp every summer. And Bill Dingle, yeah. shout out to Bill. Um, sometimes they would come in with their own stuff, and sometimes they would want Bill to just do it. Yeah. And every every week that he did it, the very first thing he would do was he would open up to that verse mm -hmm. in Acts. It's mm -hmm. in Acts. Acts seventeen. It says, and it yeah. says, but the Bereans were more noble because they searched the scriptures day and night to see if what Paul was saying was true. Yeah. To to receive oh, a word with. The all readiness of mind. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And many sorry. of them believe, no, don't be so that's perfect. Aww. So yes. Okay. So anyway, quote again, I'm quoting him. Search the scriptures like a good Berean. Ask the Holy Spirit questions after all. He is the spirit of truth and yeah. he lives inside you. Yeah. Okay. So shout out to Graham Cook because yeah. that gave that's very helpful in anything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that if you are bothered by what you're hearing mm -hmm. talk to jesus about it yeah shut it off mm -hmm. or keep it going whatever you feel mm -hmm. peace about just go talk to jesus about it yeah we and don't it, want to be the source of breaking anything in your spirit or your faith exactly however if you are interested just keep continually which is what we've been doing in our own lives right you yeah know? yeah he lives in you he is mm -hmm. the spirit of truth he he will let you know what's yeah. what's healthy and good for you right now so yeah. Also, before you, Ashley is okay. teaching this this <laughs> deep dive to me because I've listened, but she's she's the deep diver on this, and I freaking love it. But I also want to bring up a couple of things that we were chatting about before we were recording about mm -hmm. how we have both been in situations where, right. when something good happens, mm -hmm. either we personally are afraid, or some Christian has said, "Oh, that's wonderful. How did how did God do that? Oh, you need to be careful. You're yeah. gonna." Things are going to get hard. This Satan wants to come yeah. and take it all away. It's like awful. Yeah. It's a weird thought process. It totally takes the wind out of your sails. It totally takes this, the, the look at, you know, you're looking all at Jesus, Jesus and you have this joy that something's yeah. good. Chris Valentin from Bethel mm -hmm. always says, he says, I don't like it when people say, going higher, bigger demons. And he's like, no, yeah, no, my God is big. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You're. You're safe in him. Yeah. And it's he's, like you get these warnings. Amazing. Yeah. You get these warnings of like, you need to be careful with that because, you know, the more you start diving into this, the more spiritual attack you, you right. know, receive. Or, and I think he says know. that's not biblical. No. He also says people in timing it, like the obsessors on in time, like, yeah. The more darkness, the, yeah. you know, the more light, the more dark. And he's like, there's always darkness. Right. There's it's always, always light. there. And there's always light. Yeah. You have the God of the universe, right? Take it away, Ashley. Okay. The Satan. The Satan. One interesting thing before we get into the Satan, because there's a there's a root of scapegoating in this. Yes, please um, explain that. That's something that Mark Beverly yeah. asked that we talked about. And mm -hmm. like I said, I didn't know what it was. What is what are they talking what about? What is scapegoating? Okay, well, scapegoating kind of begins with something called mimetic theory. Mm -hmm. Or um, I think Michael Harden prefers to say mimetic realism because he's saying, like, this has been studied, researched, and scientifically proven that. This is a thing. Mm -hmm. So mimetic theory basically talks about um, 
and he, Michael Harden in this episode goes through kind of an evolutionary process of mimetic theory. And, you know, from the beginning of time before our brains were fully developed and basically we want what other people have and okay. we'll fight to get it. Right. Okay. So it's, you put um, a group of toddlers in a room with a, a few toys or plenty of toys and the toddler, or let's just put two toddlers in a room right? for the our sake of argument. And um, one toddler goes and plays with um, a red box. And all of a sudden, the other toddler, who's very happy over here playing with some train, looks over and sees the toddler with the red box. And all of a sudden, he wants that box too, okay. right? So we want what... So he didn't want it when it was just sitting there. But right. when someone else in the room yeah. in his area... Has it, then all of a sudden, you want it, okay? right? So okay. it's like, well, I want that too. Okay. And so, you know, he says it comes from this, like, evolutionary process of, you'll see chimps. The difference with monkeys is that, you know, they fight over a banana and the more dominant they'll fight over it. But then the more more dominant ape wins and gets the banana or the female and that mm-hmm. becomes the more dominant one and then it's over and done with. Mm-hmm. Evolutionarily wise, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's even a word, humans did not have that stop in them. Okay. So it would go until somebody was dead. Okay. Um, Which and so the you fight, can see in history. Uh, you see it in the Bible. Personal thing, biblically, history. Right. Yeah. Where, you know, there's jealousy, I want what you have, and then there's a fight that breaks out, and then someone ends up dead. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have that stop in us where the more dominant ape just gets it, and then the lesser just goes away. Okay, we're done. Yep. What you would see as civilization was developing and tribes were forming, Mm -hmm. you would get these warring tribes. And they would, you know, they would fight with each other. They both wanted what each other had. They would fight with each other. Well... This idea of scapegoating came into play. We had to find a way to deal with our violence Mm -hmm. because groups of people or different tribes, they would just exterminate themselves. I mean, you're killing, you're just killing off humanity at that point. And so they realized over a period of time. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. When the aggression of the group is taken out on an individual in the group. Yep. Then there's peace. So you take out, you take out the. The person you choose someone, you take right. them out, and it's then you say, mm-hmm. "This covers mm-hmm. everything." Yeah, it's usually a weaker individual or the weakest. You take that person out, the aggression is gone, and what remains is peace. This is happening on an unconscious level, right? So, a- as our brains are developing, we're not conscious so that you're we're doing like this. At this point, is it human sacrifice? Well, it, yeah, that's where that we're it leads to. That's okay. where, so that's where we're leading to. So, as we develop consciousness, and it consciously is happening at some point. The victim becomes chosen. There's finger pointing. Mm-hmm. So this is where scapegoating kind of comes in because we want to point the Group finger. Think once again. Group think. We point the finger. You have a victim. You have a scapegoat. And what happens is, as we developed, as we continue to develop, you have gods, you have culture, you have religions popping up, and so it turns into sacrifice. Okay. To appease the gods. Okay. So that's scapegoating. So that's scapegoating is when you put all the blame. You blame someone else. Yeah. For your own shit. And they take and it on put, and then everybody's like, hey, they're and gone. They peace. took it on. We have peace now. Yeah. Instead of killing all, every right. single person in both tribes or whatever. And this person took it. Mm-hmm. It was their fault. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Now, this reminds me of something I read in high school. I okay. think it's called The Lottery. It disturbed me forever. It was required reading. Oh, have gosh. you ever read it? Uh-uh. It's like some town, this is probably early 20th century. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was when it was written or when it took place. There's a town where they're like farmers and have crops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every year, yeah, they have a lottery. And everyone from the town shows up, adults, children, every, mm-hmm. and they take these stones out. And whoever gets the stern stone, they sacrifice them. Yeah, yeah. And I was horrified when I read right. that book. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So this all leads into... This whole scapegoating, the mimetic theory, it all leads into where we end up with the Satan. Okay. So that's kind of where we get because we've got to put the blame on somebody. Yes. The blame of evil. Where does evil come from? We've got to blame. We've got to finger point. Right. Because that's where we're really good at in society. And you see it in, I mean, hell, you see it in Genesis. Yeah. Right? From the very beginning. Cain and Abel. Yeah. You see it with Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah. When... Eve blames a snake. Yeah, Adam blames Eve. Yeah. Okay. There's blame. Oh, there's always blame. It's not me. It's someone else. They someone need else. to be punished. Yeah. So you see it uh, played out in in ancient civilizations. Um, in all, it's all through the Bible. Yeah. 
You've talked about it before okay. when we've talked about how to read the scriptures. How he says the early Hebrew Bible, which we call the Old Testament, mm -hmm. around the exile of Babylon, right. he was saying not only did it have Persian influence, which is Zoroastrianism, yeah. right. but they believed at the be they didn't believe in just one God. Yeah, it was the council yeah. of gods, and Satan was a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my word! Yeah. Now, if you're a Christian, an evangelical Christian, mm -hmm. if you're us, right? I don't yeah. know that. Right. We're I would be like, that. how dare you say that they believed in more than one God, right. the, the Hebrews, you know, yeah. or, well, it, they did. And I was reading Yahweh. a little bit about the council of gods and how yeah. like Satan, they were all equally powerful. Right. Like Satan was just yeah. one of these guys. He would, yeah. you know, like you'll, I'm sure you'll get into it, but yeah, it was just fascinating. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's just, let's just start with where we kind of traditionally think Satan comes from let's talk let's talk about what we were taught i have always been taught this okay i have been taught and i mean i would have even said it to someone up until a few weeks ago mm -hmm. like i had no clue it wasn't what was in the bible yeah i was but i taught it i was taught it was from the bible right that satan was an angel mm -hmm. and i think he was in charge of music oh okay which is what we were taught which is oh. when we watched Hell's Bells, oh, we were told that's why music can be so perverted. Oh my gosh, that's But hilarious. that he was an angel and he wanted to be as powerful as God. Uh -huh. God said, no, uh -huh. you can't be. He was a full-on angel, just like Michael and Gabriel and whoever else. And he cast him out of heaven with a third of the angels mm -hmm. who rebelled with him. Yeah. And they became Satan mm -hmm. and the demons. And his name is Lucifer. Yeah. That's what I was taught. That's what I was taught as well. Okay. And that story does not come from the Bible, our canon. It comes from the book of Enoch. Oh, the irony, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we just, the Bible, solo scripture yet, right? Yep. Only the Bible and only what, you know, evangelicals have are 66 books. Yep. The book of Enoch did not make it in. No. Except for the part of Satan. Except for that story. That story made it into our... Yes. Folklore. Yes. And I even heard, I think Jersak said that Jude in the book of Jude and quotes the, the book of Enoch. He does. Yes. So it was definitely in their thought system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm getting from what I'm hearing you saying, mm -hmm. and from what I've heard on those videos that I listened to is that the book of Enoch has a lot of folklore basically yeah, yeah. about the beginnings and things like yeah. that. And that's probably why it, it wasn't chosen at Sure. Was it the Council of Nicaea that chose yeah. the 66 books? Yeah. Okay. At the Council anyway. of Nicaea. Um, so you've got the influence, like we talked about, Zoroastrianism. Which is a dualistic, which yep. is good versus evil. Yin, yeah. yin and yang is that kind of the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Which um, to me is exactly how Christians think these days. Yeah. There's an eternal principle of good and an eternal principle and of evil. And it's us versus them. And it's you're yeah. in the, the believers or you're not. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, Judaism is influenced by this. And Again, when we talk about Judaism, it was, it started as God was, you know, God was one of many gods. Mm -hmm. So the, the God of Israel was just one of many gods and there was a council of gods. Yeah. And this so, is far, this is 2000 years after yeah. Abraham. Yeah. I looked that up and yeah. I was like, holy crap. So mm -hmm. Abraham just hears this voice of right. God. Mm -hmm. He follows him. Yeah. But in 2000 years, mm -hmm. when it's what, five, 500 something BC? Yeah. They've come yeah. to this belief in this whole council of gods because they've just kind of mixed in their gods mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Yahweh, who has been passed down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just getting it straight in my head. Yeah. And, you know, we see in Job. Um, yes. So in the book of Job, yes. that is during the time where God was in the council of gods and so was the Satan. I have always wondered about Job. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it doesn't seem like the character of God. Right. It seems really freaking weird. Yeah. Seems like a parable, maybe. But yeah. honestly, yeah. I read it last That's night more. after they I, they said this, what you're mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. And it says in Job that Satan shows up with the angels at the throne of God. Yeah. Gets right. permission to, or say, hey, God says, yeah, I'll give you what permission about? to torment him. Yeah. It's, right. It, first of all, he wouldn't be in heaven at the throne of God. If we're believing in the devil that we believe in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like right. people basically believe in mythology and would, would never say that we do. And things yeah. Like this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, Job is, is a setting where 
you know, um, the Satan is in the council of gods and he, um, is, is the like Satan a, mean it's just, this is that Satan, God's name. The Satan is a noun. The Satan is seen as a prosecuting attorney or kind of like Santa Claus, like keeping a list. Yes. He's and Michael Harden says that. Yep. Who's naughty and who's nice. Yeah. I'm going to go tell God. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna torment these people's going to let me see yeah. how strong they are. God's like, yeah, go for it. Right. So it's kind of, and he, it's like he rats you out, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's this whole, it's completely not the concept that we were given. It's a complete, no. like, and it doesn't it, even and make it sense fits to us. with Roman and Greek beliefs of mm -hmm. how gods functioned. It's like exactly. Clash of the Titans. They're all up there. Yeah. One's jealous. One's yeah. like, yeah, let's test this one. I see that they said the reform of Josiah in like six, I don't know when it was. He comes in and says, no, we're throwing out all the idols. Is that when that mythology came in? I don't. When Josiah did that and cleaned it up, you can't have that view of Satan anymore because he's not a council of gods. So that's so that's the problem. Okay, so that's where the problem comes in. Is so what um, do we do now? What do we do now? Like how do we? So if there's only one God, so this is where the problem really the shift comes, right? right? right. So and I think what the Book of Enoch was doing was kind of like telling the story to understand like where does evil come from? Because if you know, if there's only one God and not a council of gods, and how, then where does it come from? Right. And also, I'll tell you, Andre Ravi talks about um, how when I shifted to monotheism, everything was attributed to God. So all the good in the world and all the evil in the world was attributed to God. After they're like, we can't, like, there, God can't be both good and evil. Like, it can't all be God. So where we, where are we going to point the right, finger? Right. Who oh, do we scapegoat? Angel. Right. We, we scapegoat the Satan. Okay. So Enoch, so we have the book of Enoch. We have this devil figure that wants to be like God that gets cast out of. So we basically, because we have to put a blame, like where does evil come from? If it's not, if there's not like a bunch of gods and some bad gods and good gods, if there's and, one and God. If God's good. And he's only good. Then, then how do we, how do we reconcile that? Yeah. Well, we point a finger. We scapegoat. Somebody's got to take the blame for evil. It's going to be this Satan, the right. Satan. Okay. So we're going to turn the Satan into a named angelic being. We have a story of. He prosecutes the believers of God's people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and he tests the loyalty. Yeah. And he turns into this only bad thing. Okay. So we, we are able to scapegoat the Satan. We turn the Satan into an actual fallen angel. And we attribute all the evil in this world to him. Okay. So there's evil in the world because it can't be us, right? Right. It cannot be us. We're not bad people. We're good people. And it right. can't be God because God's all good. Right. So who's it going to be? be? this horned devil. It's, it's got to be. Yeah. And I think there's two things. I think they said in the Middle Ages, it became like he's the, the king of it hell. Yeah. Basically. In the middle. Yeah. It didn't really. Yeah. So that's we're, what we we're, turned it we're into. We're working on Middle this Ages newer, beliefs, basically, right now. This is newer. This is where we're yeah. at with our belief system about middle, Satan. Middle Ages, 2022. We're Middle Ages still. And also, I I don't know if this is the right place to mention this or ask this question, but Brad Jersak talked about a couple of scriptures that people say, yes, it is in the Bible about the right. morning star or whatever. Yeah. It's actually, they're, they're talking in those books. I think it's Ezekiel and something else. They're actually talking mm. to kings yeah, getting a warning. Right, there is nothing that says it's about Lucifer. Satan. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we're basically believing the Middle Ages beliefs right now, and then yeah. they also said Satan has become a figure that's very interactive in human history, at least as mm -hmm. interactive, if not more, than God during the Reformation. Right. That's the yeah. kind of belief system that that evolved during the reformation mm -hmm. then in the 1800s they said science begins to challenge the notion of demons behind every bush right and that there yeah. were rabbis 2000 years before that in jesus's day that said if you walk through a shadow yeah someone's shadow you will be possessed by a demon right so there was it's frank peretti 2000 years ago oh 100 and god bless him i don't know where he's at now but those books holy dude yes yeah, it's that it's, it's not that, out of me right yeah um and so there's just a lot of superstition yeah basically yeah. okay a whole lot. Yeah. And so we've made this devil into this big, huge, scary thing to be afraid yeah. of. And yeah. for some like, reason, he's bigger yes. than Jesus. We're very afraid of. Fear grows, man. Yeah. It's easier to grow fear than it is to find peace because mm -hmm. you have to sit still. Yeah. And, and know mm -hmm. 
that he's that and just be with him Mm -hmm. but fear can come in at any moment sure and i think faith can as well and Mm -hmm. and and peace but fear is no matter what your religion Mm -hmm. whether you're agnostic atheist christian muslim whatever yeah Yeah. fear is massive and if Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that but yes yeah he's in our minds like we said, when people like, oh, that's amazing. How did God put that on your heart to tell me, you know, a song or a book mm-hmm. or whatever? And and they're like, you need to be careful. Right. Saying it's really good. What? Yeah. It's just weird. It's a warped view. It okay. is. We, I, I don't know why we enjoy being afraid of Satan so much, but we've been grown up with, I mean, we've grown that's up with it. Exactly. And I mean, we all, we, yeah. to me, it's so um, incredible mm-hmm. that that is what we grew up with on two different coasts, 3,000 miles apart, right. right? Yeah. In Baptist churches. Yeah. I mean, I would have sworn to you that was scripture. Oh, for about sure. About how yeah. Satan, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to be as big as God, third of the angels. And yeah. I'm interested, if you're in another country, yeah, another country, whether it's Western world or not, mm-hmm. I'm interested to know if that's what you learned. Right. Growing up what were in church taught? religion. Yeah. Or even Catholicism. Yeah. Like what were, what? Were they taught about yeah, the devil? I'm interested like, what to was learn that? that too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear from, some from, uh, from some Catholics. That would be pretty fascinating to hear. Yeah. So we, we get this whole thing of all of a sudden, if there is no one devil, bad guy with a third of the angels now acting as demons, like what, what, why well, is there evil? Yeah. How is this? This is what evil? got me when you first said, do you want to talk about this? Yeah. Because we had, Mm-hmm. instances of demonic things yeah like literal like if they showed an amityville horror like things flying off yes. the shelf and stuff when there was such darkness yeah. when there was a lot of mental illness sickness yeah. and you see it and depression you, and you can't i think enough people have seen real evil and this like you turn on the news and you see real yeah. evil yeah. and it doesn't take long no. so there's got to be we've got to point a finger somewhere yeah and then when it happens to you personally a lot of people don't even believe you a lot of christians yeah. don't even yeah. believe you yeah so it's just, you're like, man, I know this is true. So where's this coming from? Yeah. So it's really interesting. Brad Jersak, his son came up to him one day. It was just randomly. He was nine. At, at nine years old. Brad was like, what did Jesus tell you? And he said that Jesus told him that demons are created by people out of the ashes of war, out of the things that they desire that don't belong to them and out of the tears when they are afraid. And then they take on a life of their own and then they turn on you and then they begin to torment you. That is absolutely freaking f- crazy. Yeah. And it, 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 they are real. Yeah. Demonic is real. It's both anthropological and reality. And it, Michael Harden kept saying that about anthropological. What does that actually mean? Related to the study of humankind. Okay. So if it's anthropological, it's like, it's something that we've created. Yeah. But it's also very real. It doesn't mean it's not real. It doesn't mean it's not That's real. That's absolutely right. how the demonic yeah. is is put into motion, yeah. basically. And when you think of people who are in addictions, yes. people who have mental health issues, and we say that they're you know they've got to wrestle with their demons. Listen, it's I, a real thing. And you might be hearing this and be really upset with us right now because we've just kind of uh, ripped the carpet out from underneath you. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, or and that's it's too much or it can make people angry and say, you're not taking this seriously enough. There's real evil out there. We're saying, absolutely. and Brad and, and Michael Harden are saying that it is very real and it's worse than you think. Yeah. Because this is not some, you know, little devil that walks around. This is something that we create. Yes. This is coming out of our fears, out of our, out of our ugliness. It's very real. Right. And, and it's, it's very spiritually real. It's very spiritually real. Mentally, spiritually. Yeah. You know, and, and also the finger can't be pointed at this little devil guy. It becomes, yeah. We have to point the fingers at ourselves, at our ability. It makes everything, I told, I don't know if I should go there yet, but it makes everything more, uh, it's making me more aware of my response to things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eli deals with fear. Since I've been studying this, I'm like, Jesus, okay, this is real. He has had a lot of real things and I've never um, shut him down when he says it. Mm -hmm. We pray, Mm -hmm. we talk about it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I actually hearing this feel more free mm. because it's not some huge, powerful one being right. that is yeah. as present as Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is things that are created by our own fears. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize the more I'm with him, the mm-hmm. more I'm free from my fear, mm-hmm. the more I have authority mm-hmm. or just love. 
to deal with it for my son and for myself and for people we love, Mm -hmm. it actually helps me because I don't even know if I can explain it. I told you I had a big old grin on my face. Like Mm -hmm. I was fascinated with how free I felt. This is how I felt after we learned more about how to read the Bible and history and stuff. I thought, oh my gosh, God is so much bigger and better and more amazing and more personal and more powerful and more kind than I thought. It's the exact same thing here. I'm like, okay, I don't feel as overwhelmed by this. Mm -hmm. I feel like the reason you tell us, this goes back to the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. You know what evil is? You're going to fear it. Yeah. You're going to create this stronghold, right? Yeah. No wonder he didn't want them to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, it's just like, I feel happy that I feel more powerful in Mm -hmm. knowing Jesus Mm -hmm. because it's not some evil devil that might be here. It's something Mm -hmm. that the more I know him, Mm -hmm. yeah, the less power it has. Absolutely. And that's such good news. That's what I mean. It's such good news. And they go on to talk about how they have, they have been, they're not just talking out their ass. They've been a part of um, counseling sessions and healing people, you know, casting out demonic. And and Brad Jersak says, oh, God was like, inner healing, man, love them. Right. Yeah. Like you said, Todd White, this lady was demonically possessed and he just hugged her. Yeah, and he loved her. There's pa- the love is the yeah. power. Yeah. And it also goes back to the scripture of the disciples where they couldn't mm-hmm. cast out a demon, couldn't mm-hmm. cast out a demon. And Jesus is like, these only come out in prayer and fasting. Well, now I'm like, I don't understand yeah. the fasting thing. Yeah. But now I understand the prayer that Jesus talks about is communing with God. The more yeah. we know who he is, the more we know who those demons aren't. Right? Right. So you don't get to have this power anymore. So this is all making sense to me. Mm-hmm. And God is freaking amazing. It really opened up yeah. again. When mm-hmm. I didn't think it could get any better, yeah, it opens up my understanding of what mm-hmm. Jesus did, who he is right now, how important it is to to put your mind on whatever is good and right yeah. and true, to yeah. let him love you, to receive mm-hmm. his love, to to just love mm-hmm. yourself, to mm-hmm. get oh my gosh. Yeah. This makes sense. Okay. And also how when we use scripture to point the finger at other people, how we use a scripture to accuse people. Yeah. Well, the Bible says clearly says this, and you're not doing this. So you're this, this, and yeah. this, we become the Satan, the accuser. We're the accuser. Yes. Yeah. Which is like we're, what we're doing is satanic. Yes. Cut that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's baffling and it makes it so changes much more sense. the whole world of Christianity yeah. as we know it. Mm-hmm. I remember Bill Johnson from Bethel saying one time he was looking through a Christian magazine mm-hmm. and there's like a picture of a televangelist. And he was like, because he's, he's a precious person. It seems like Bill Johnson. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to sit here and rip on this guy on my head because I could, because mm-hmm. he really doesn't rub me the right way. Sure. And he just flipped past it real quick. And mm-hmm. Jesus was like, no, I want you to go back and I want you to look at him and I want you to sit with me until you love him. Yeah. Because that's the only way. No, that is huge. Yeah, no ignoring yeah. it. Christians, we and I, me, we have, we like to dole out judgments. For sure. Mm-hmm. You don't get to dole out judgments, Mm-mm. but it mm-hmm. really stops you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. It really should stop us in our tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to how to say this, but we all gossip a lot. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all judge. Mm-hmm. If not out loud, for sure in our yeah. heads. and. That doesn't fly. Mm-mm. Is it forgivable? Hell yes. Mm-hmm. But does it put us in a headspace where you're going to open yourself self up or them mm-hmm. up to, it doesn't bring more fear knowing that. It makes me more cautious of my words and yeah. my heart. Yeah. It's very, that's hardcore, man. And our words are very powerful. Yeah. And I think I'm about to jump a little rabbit hole here. Do it. Jump okay. girl. So we've been talking about how, Basically, we ripped the carpet out from under you about Satan calling the little devil, the little red devil guy, the Satan and showing how we can be the Satan. Um, yeah, with accusatory yep, hearts. With our words. hearts and okay. our words. Okay. Physics is awesome. I'm just going to say this. What physics yes. is finding out is that everything has energy. Mm-hmm. I'm about to yeah, deep dive here. Everything has energy. You and I are made up of energy. We are atoms bouncing around together 
we are energy. We, a blade of grass vibrates at a certain frequency. Mm. So everything has a frequency to it, including our words. I mean, you know, like you sing a song and there's a frequency to the songs that, you know, yes. like yeah, yeah, your yeah. tone and your pitch, there's that's frequency. Yeah. The way we say things have a frequency. Okay. Uh, in the Bible, when it says that God created the heavens and the earth, he spoke everything into existence. Yes. Yeah. And God said, let there be light. That's interesting because God created with words. Yeah. He spoke things into existence. Yeah. Very interesting. When it says in the Bible that we have the power of life and death in our tongue with our tongue. Yeah. So choose life. Like this is kind of what it's talking about, isn't it? 100%. What, we just said. what physics is finding out too with their experiments with rice. I want to do, can I do this with Mary and Eli? Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Because I was literally yeah. just thinking of saying this to you now. Oh, for sure. Like I've heard about that experiment with yeah. rice or plants. Or pl- I'll kill any plants. plant, so I can't use plants. They, all, oh, okay. they will both die. We'll try not to kill it. Okay, we'll do but it. But yeah, the, we'll rice. Do the rice. So they did an experiment with rice where they had a control group, you know, the group that um, was spoken lovingly to things like, you're beautiful. I love you. You know, thank you for being here. Just, you know, and it's you thinking it's, it's rice. rice. It's an inanimate object. Yeah. It's rice. Yep. It can't feel anything. Well, they had the control, they had the, the happy rice, and they had the sad rice. That you spoke horrible, horrible things. Horrible things. You. You're ugly. I hate Useless. you. I wish you would die. You're yeah. worthless. Yep. And what they found was over time that the rice that was spoken to with hate, it, it, it died. It molded and died. And died. And just got disgusting. It got disgusting. Compared to the other, it was phenomenal. The rice that was spoken to with love. Yeah. Maintained its riceness. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, plants. Yeah. People speak to plants and they don't know why. There's a reason they speak to plants. When they did the same experiment with plants, what do you think happened? Yeah. The same exact thing happened. The yeah. plants that were spoken to with love flourished. The plants that were spoken to with hate, they died. Yeah. They did it with, as they were forming, they did it with water, drops of yes, water. Yes, that was fascinating. This is the most fascinating one. It's crazy. When they froze drops of water, as the water was freezing, they spoke love to one yes. group, hate to I'm the gonna other. I'm going to put that study up on the website. Yeah. The water that was spoken to with love formed the most beautiful crystals. Yes. The water that was spoken to with hate, it could not crystallize bright. It was all janky looking. It was all yes. jacked up and janky looking. This is not our stuff. This is science. Yep. This is what physics is finding out that there, what is it to the way we speak to each other. It genuinely has the power of life and death. We, we were created in the image and likeness of God. What do you think we can do? We are powerful people. We were created in the image and likeness of God. We have this great ability to do these beautiful things. Where does the ugliness come from? When we turn from that fear, right? We turn from that. We live in this relationship with God where he submits to our will. And we talked about this a little bit on the last episode yeah. of like, where does evil come from in the world? And why do these we horrible say things no, happen? He submits to that. He does not force us. We have a God that submits to our no and our no, our no create cast a shadow. There's no shadow of turning with God right? because God never turns from us. Yeah. The shadow is created when yes. we turn and what happens in that shadow is evil. Yes. And it's just, I don't want anyone to hear this and be like feeling like you're walking on, um, broken glass like i gotta do everything right there's total no yeah this is what grace is right yeah. this is this is just the what we're understanding mm-hmm. talk to us in six months we're going to have a different understanding probably oh, yeah. still based in some of this but it constantly evolves always yeah but this is just fascinating we've known this we've known about our words for a long time a long i don't time. pay attention to it yeah yeah it's easier not to mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um I told you a while back, Jesus told me when I was in that depression and it kind of broke it. There were some other things that happened, but he was like, you need to listen to me and agree with what I'm praying for you every day. Yeah. And to me, that's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. I agree that this, this, and this, yes, Jesus, I'm hearing that in my heart that you're saying that over for me. That's what your, mm-hmm. that's what your desire and your will is mm-hmm. for me. So I'm agreeing with it. It's the same with agreeing if people say bad things about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's just crippling. Yeah. This is fascinating. Absolutely 
mind blowing. It, it gives me, me hope. I hope that people who are yeah. hearing this, it gives me mm. a lot of peace. Yeah, which I'm. I yeah. was expecting the opposite. Yeah, I don't have a lot of tell. It's almost like a blanket of, oh man, he's so good. Yeah, like oh no wonder he tells us to do these things. No wonder right. he says come be with me because mm -hmm. everything. It, it can either torment us and lead us into a place of stagnation or mm -hmm. hell, mm -hmm. or it brings us into life. Our thoughts, man. Yeah. Take your thoughts captive. Yep. You know? It's important. Don't let anger eat you up. Yep. Forgiveness. Forgive people. He tells yeah. us to forgive. Why do you think that is? Because it would eat you up and mm -hmm. form this demonic yuckiness that could control you. Anger yeah. controls people for their lives sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's things like that. Yeah. Jesus is, I mean, he's so all over everything. Yeah. yeah. It all has its, uh, it's mm -hmm. fascinating to mm -hmm. me. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, I know he's there, beautiful, I should he say. is. And I know that there are questions. I had questions with the videos that we put up on the website will be very helpful. I, I would encourage you to listen to them in their entirety. They do speak to what about when Jesus was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. They and get that into was that. literally my first question when I right. first started, I wrote that down and then yep. they answered it. I was like, yep. okay. Um, when Jesus cast the demons into the pigs. Yes. And some dubs. of their answers are, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. But from what, what people believe that isn't biblical, this is biblical. Right. And I can tell you either this about it or I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they do, they do make a comment where the pigs are being scapegoated. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're putting the evil onto the pigs. Yeah. They scapegoat the pigs. Yeah. But through, through, I think my whole years of untangling and re putting my faith back together, one thing that has really been, oh man, it was like a weight was taken off of me when I didn't have to be certain about anything anymore. Yeah. There was, yeah. there's no need for certainty. I mean, we, you know, we're, there's so much pressure put on us growing up. Like you have, you can be certain of this and certain of that, you certain saved? of that. Yeah. Are, are you, you saved? You'd be certain of that um, until you're not <laughs> again. Yeah. But there's this whole thing is like, you know, we know we're certain. And I remember um, when Bill Nye and some other dude battled it out, some Christian scientists and Bill Nye like went oh, back geez. and forth. This was years ago. And I remember the interesting thing. And this is when I was still very entrenched in my, you know, in my faith, my mm -hmm. evangelical faith. And what struck me and kind of stuck with me was at the end of the whole session, the moderator asked the Christian guy, he said, what would change your mind about what you believe? And he says, nothing. And then he asked Bill Nye, like, what would change your mind? Like, would you be willing to concede that you could be wrong? What would change your mind? He's like, yeah, science. Like more yeah. like I'm, I'm not certain. Yes. I just know what I know is what science is telling yes. me now. Yes. I, what I want to say to that story about Bill Nye is, that stuck with me that this Christian guy doubled down. Yeah. And he was like, you know, absolutely nothing. Yeah. He doubles down on what he believes. Yeah. Nothing's going to change his mind. Yeah. And you have Bill Nye over here who's like, I mean, more like science. Yeah. I, I'll change my mind. I'm not, I'm not opposed to right. it. It's not. Right. Like, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not going to die on any hill. Right. That, so, that stuck with me. And I was, again, still very much in my evangelical faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really hit me. You would think it would be the opposite, mm -hmm. you know, love. I yeah. trust in this God. Yeah. But no, it's the guy with the scientific mind. That I And I liked him more yeah. at that point. I, I often think, like I have a bunch of friends. I told you a couple of mm -hmm. them were saying, why is there evil and stuff? And yeah. we were having this yeah. conversation. And I was like, it's a good question. Yeah. It's fascinating, right? And I often think, I know Jesus. That's why I believe him. Because mm -hmm. I've actually met him and mm -hmm. seen him for myself. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know anything except Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So this stuff that gets thrown our way or these questions. Yeah. I'm happy that he's led me into a place where I can be comfortable with asking questions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's those questions scare me. Yeah. But then I get through it and I'm like, man, that was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something else I told you about that um, scientist, Brian Cox. I've watched him on quite yeah. a few things. I think he's British. He's precious. And mm -hmm. he said he was speaking to some clergyman. I don't know if they were priests, but he you know, was talking about how they think the universe could be eternal. Yeah. No beginning, no end, whatever, yeah. you know. 
And he was like, I asked them, what do you think about that? And I'm not telling this correctly, but what do you think about that? He said they didn't have an answer. And I would have just been like, that's so beautiful. I would love to speak to someone like that. I I hate Uh that a lot of times we're so limited as Christians Mm -hmm. in our beliefs. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus is, we know him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Well, and there's this. He says, he's my my friend. He's my God. He's, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of things mm-hmm. like that. We shouldn't be at odds with science. No, and we, sh- <laughs> yeah, and we shouldn't be at odds with whatever's inside of us that can't answer all the questions. No. Like, quit. Like, leave your apologetics from high school that you got at youth, youth group. Leave that all behind. You don't have to have an answer for everything. No. You've had an experience with a living God who has changed your life. Yeah. Rest in that. Rest in him. There are questions that we don't have answers to yep. that we never will have answers to. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I don't know the whole thing, you know, like, well, what about this in the Bible? What about that? What about in Revelation when it talks about Satan and all that? They, I mean, those are good questions. And they do go on to talk they about They go on to talk about I just it. Haven't, I don't know the I answer, but I know that what they're saying and the history of the Satan yeah. and where, where we get our little red devil with horns all of that yeah i just know that i'm good resting i'm good at the place where i've come to rest it doesn't tear me up i don't wrestle with it the things that i'm not certain about i feel really everything is lighter yeah there's not yes everything is lighter because i don't have to have all the answers anymore it's not required that's what it feels like that's a good description like about me learning that some of the bible's allegorical some of it's um Mm -hmm. literal some of it's poetic it didn't it didn't squeeze the truth out of it yeah it was like a light bulb when i was like Mm -hmm. oh it makes even more sense Mm -hmm. that this is that he's the truth right like There's a different way to see this where all my questions about why would you do this? Oh, he wasn't actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It makes him, he's better. He's better than he's we kinder think. than you think. Yeah. And then with this, it's almost like it takes the power away from Satan. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes that power away yeah. from this thing that's been in my mind since childhood. Mm-hmm. When we don't see it's Satan awesome. as something that we need to be afraid of because we realize that it is. That we have the power to create right evil beings or evil that sounds weird evil that we have the power whether to not whether or not to bow down to fear and let it take over that's what i'm trying yeah that's what i'm trying to say is there's not this big thing that we have to be afraid of anymore this big thing outside that we have to be so scared of power away in my mind power away from that we don't have to be afraid of it because we have we're friends with god yeah like it's very real. You never. It's very real. It's very real. But it took away a lot of power yeah. in my mind from it because I'm like, yeah. oh, this makes sense mm-hmm. now. No wonder yeah. it's not constantly. You think God wants us to live in that fear? No. Now I think this is manageable. Yeah. That's what I think. This yeah. is manageable. Mm-hmm. Whether and it's that, my son's fears, right. my fears, my things that I tell mm-hmm. myself that are lies yeah. that I then end up living out. Right. This is manageable because mm-hmm. this is. Why Jesus says, come be with me. Mm-hmm. Listen to my truth for you. Listen to me. I love yeah. you. And he speaks this truth and the power of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, if his words bring creation and life, yeah. him speaking to us when we sit with him each day, mm-hmm. that's creation. Yeah. It's amazing. Andre Robbie told this story of this girl. And I think that when I told the story, you were like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> this is a long time ago. Let's um, hear it. Where I, I don't remember you telling me a story, so okay, this will be good. Okay. They had this woman come to like one of their workshops or what you know, whatever they do, a conference or something. And and she walked in and she said, I was saved when I was older in life. Like she had she was a like later convert. She was yeah. like raised in church. Yeah. And so the moment she was saved, the pastor said now you need to be careful because you're going to be attacked spiritually. Yes. The de- like the demons will come for you. And she, from that point on. Damn if they didn't. Damned if they didn't. And she, from that point on, struggled with demonic attacks all the time. Yep. She comes to this workshop or, or weekend with them. And they talk about the Satan. And when she let go of her concept of Satan, when she let go of what was told was going to happen to her, she was free. didn't have to happen to her anymore. She never had a problem again. Freaking heck. 
because our ability to this fear, it takes on a life of its own. It becomes something bigger than us. And when she realized that that wasn't, that that wasn't the truth about who she was and that wasn't the truth about what was really going on and that this fear she had been living in was created and took on a life of its own and she didn't give any more power to it. Right. It never never bothered her again. And so I I just love that. I think it even, yeah, like now I'm thinking like if, if we get diagnosed with a disease, Mm -hmm. if people are mentally ill, it doesn't mean there aren't physical things going on. It means you, we can choose to give into that fear and let it carry us through that illness or mental illness Mm -hmm. or grief, or we can understand what's happening Mm -hmm. It's human to feel grief. That's not something that's, that's, you know, that's just humanity, but we can kind of now go, Oh, okay. I'm not going to give this more power than it already has in my body or my mind. And it's just fascinating. It really opens up the power of God to me, Mm -hmm. because even if you have cancer in your body Mm -hmm. and you want to give into that fear or your child is sick or your sister is mentally ill or your mother is mentally ill or whatever it it opens up this beautiful gateway to know that Jesus is in the midst of that with you. Yeah. And that power that it had recedes, even yeah. though sometimes it doesn't go, the sickness or the sure. issue doesn't go away, yeah. not just yeah. sickness, but that's a beautiful mm-hmm. way to learn to live. Mm-hmm. That's life changing. Yeah. For a lot of Christians mm-hmm. and non, I don't care who you are in the world. I don't care what religion you are, but I, I would hope that a lot of Christians would live in some freedom, man, mm-hmm. to know how loved you are and that that doesn't have to have that power over us. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing this brought up, which is totally random, but I just thought of <laughs> our book burning. Oh, our book burning. Episode. Our book burning. To me yeah. now looking at it in this light, the very thing that you want to get rid of, you're giving power to. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, your attitude is just weird. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. whatever is Mm -hmm. first Corinthians chapter 13. Everybody reads it at their wedding. They read it at ours. Whatever love is gentle, patient, kind, long suffering. That is fascinating to me now that I'm thinking of it in this light of the Satan or, or the things that we create with Mm -hmm. our, with our hatred. And yeah. fear. I would put hatred as well, not yeah. just fears yeah. and anger. Yeah. He actually is giving power to right. the things he's trying to eradicate. A lot of power. You've just brought this this up and you're saying that it's so powerful you've got to burn these, yeah. which to me also says that your God isn't powerful. Right. And it, if you're not practicing this, then what are you doing? Yeah. Go out and love people. Yeah. But it it actually could give more power to what you're trying to get rid of. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny in a Mm -hmm. not funny way it's Mm -hmm. like wow even things like that that we think we're righteous we're getting rid of this yeah Yeah? but now with this mindset man if you get fueled up in anger and so i Mm -hmm. get there's righteous anger i get it but it just (laughs) it opens up what are we doing right what are our words creating what are we doing when we're saying Mm -hmm. this has to stop Every everything is so interconnected. Yes, they, and we're so connected to I each other. I was going to ask you if you you heard that part where they're saying that. Yeah, I've always, not always, but since I've been like putting, unwinding, untangling my faith and putting it back together, there's this and and really early on, I took a deep dive with Michael Harden, and he talks about how you know there is no. Like we are not who we are without everyone else around us. Right. We are relational beings. We were made for relationship. We function in that. And we are all related to each other in that way where we all look relationally. But also when you think of like this evil and the way we speak to each other and the way we see each other as other and the way we treat each other and the yes. words we say and that it's all connected. Which is why it's so disturbing that there are so many denominations, yeah. that there are so many political yeah. um divides that there are so many racial divides Mm -hmm. like always seeing people as other is Mm -hmm. anti-christ it is so anti-jesus which is yeah and i'm not anti-love you know there are times like john the baptist or jesus call out the pharisees like no this boom yeah that we're those are good things to call out right yeah 
you know, it doesn't mean that you're not saying this is, mm-hmm. this is wrong. Yeah. It means that what you allow to live in your mind mm-hmm. and your heart can either create that evil or you can be free from it and yeah. help others be free from it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for studying yeah. all of it. That's oh, no good. problem. Well, it, I didn't, I felt like halfway through there, I was like, I should have listened to that a few more times. No, is this, we can always talk about um, it again. I mean, that, this was like an intro to the intro. <laughs> That's what I feel about um, with all the stuff we yeah, just dive into. Just a little, little scratch the surface there. Yeah. I think every question that we have, the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. Yeah. So yeah. all these questions and frustrations mm-hmm. and wounds mm-hmm. are leading us into truth and mm-hmm. deeper friendship with Jesus, yeah. which is what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. and healing. Mm-hmm. We've, we've pulled a lot of stuff out and it's not, and what's been so wonderful to us is it's not that we're taking things less seriously or that we say that we don't value them. This whole journey for Shane and I has made things more real to us. We've taken scripture more seriously than I ever did. I've taken evil more seriously than I ever did. Now that I know that it's within us to, you know, that this whole thing can take a life on its own. And and instead of scapegoating Satan, it's, it's seeing us us who we really are. And when we're antichrist and when we act like me, Satan. So I think that one thing that's happened is this has only enriched our faith. Mm -hmm deepened our faith, made us more spiritual people and helped us to see other people as not other, yes. but the beloved of God. Yes. So this is really what rocked our world. Absolutely. In the Still most is. beautiful way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well so said. we're not those people that deconstruct, fall away, become atheists and want to rag on the church and why it's so terrible. Yeah. And yeah. there is no God. This has done the opposite and yeah. drawn us closer into relationship with God. Yeah. And Jesus. Yeah, it really has. And I get why people are so wounded that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame them. I, I just think you're absolutely right about what you're saying is rocked our world and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's a Catholic girl on TikTok that puts the most beautiful little things up. And one is um, she's talking about communion and it's just in this beautiful yeah. Catholic church. And there's a very ornate looking little cupboard and they open it up and they say, this is Jesus. And it's a little mirror. Oh, and she's like, look into his eyes. This is him. Yeah. And he, she's like, you're, he's in you. You are his. Yeah. Like if you want to see him look in the mirror. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. And Mm -hmm. it's, I'd say if I had to sum up this whole journey in the last several years through so much, hell, just turmoil in private lives, our private lives. And Mm -hmm. And religious stuff too. Yeah. But I mean, there's been a lot of other stuff that have, has gone on. Mm-hmm. I just am so thankful that I could cry that I know that he loves me now. And if there's oh. nothing else that ever comes out of my life, yeah, yeah, I know I'm loved. Mm-hmm. And because I know I'm loved, that mm-hmm. I know I am loved, I know that you are loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want you to know that without question. And that's the whole purpose of doing what, what what we're doing. Absolutely. That you're loved. There's no getting around it. It's, yeah, whether you want to be or not. Yeah. Yeah. You're beautiful. And Jesus is just yeah. amazing. Like you were, I don't care what the situation of your birth was. Mm-hmm. You were formed in your mama's womb with love. Whether yeah. or not you came into love, you are yeah. you were always wanted and loved by him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the most, I'd say bottom line, that's the most beautiful thing I'm finding. Mm -hmm. And then I can um, relay that to people that I love. It's Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. There's nothing but good that comes out of Mm -hmm. seeking um, and getting to know him. I think that's it. That was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I feel like I didn't do it as much justice. Mark, I'm sorry if it wasn't everything you'd hoped it would be. No, no, I think I think it's a good scratch in the surface. It's 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 pretty mind blowing just the stuff we talked about today. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's opposite of what we were raised with. Mark, if you wanted to if you have more questions or want us to talk about other stuff in regards to scapegoating, yeah. mimetic theory. Once you listen to it, Mark, I, yeah, I hope we did it justice. Big shout out. That was an incredible thing to ask us to talk about yeah. because I don't think we would have gone there if it was up to me. Yeah. If it was up to Shannon, we 
we went, but, but like <laughs> Ashley kind of brought it up and then it was it's on okay. my mind like I said yeah. like a few weeks ago and then him bringing it up I'm like mm-hmm. okay I need to pay attention and this keeps coming up and I'm so glad it did yeah so yeah, yeah. thank you Mark you're awesome thank you for listening mm-hmm. and all y'all out there we love you yeah y'all take care be kind to each other yeah love each other yeah. well and know how loved you are and that's it peace and out peace out okay bye-bye The Glorious Things Podcast is hosted and made by Shannon Reddy and Ashley Simmons. Please consider leaving us a five-star review, subscribing to our podcast, or sharing your favorite episodes on social media to get the word out. If you'd like to donate to help with production costs, you can go to our website, gloriousthingspodcast.com forward slash donate. And finally, we would love to hear your stories, comments, or questions. You can contact us on our website or at gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.